Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. I hope you had a good week, and I hope that you learned something this week from this podcast. I really thought about what I wanted to say today, and I thought and thought, and I thought I was going one direction, and now I think I'll go another. And that other is, how do we really live our lives? How do we make progress in this life? Is it like some people say, it takes a village to raise a child? Or is it like other people say, it's rugged individualism. I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and look what I've done. Or I did it my way, as the popular song Frank Sinatra used to sing says. Or perhaps, is it something in between? That's what I'd like to talk to you about today. Funny enough, this doesn't come a whole lot from the Bible today, or even from the sermon, as you may have picked up on the last few episodes, but it comes from a show that I watched last night that was made as a spinoff kind of sequel to a couple of movies that I think you'll recognize. The movies were the National Treasure movies. There were two of them, as best I can remember. And this series is called National Treasure, and it's on Disney. And of course, as you guessed it, it's about looking for a treasure, an ancient uh, treasure that the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Incas got together and protected. And it was this lady that protected it, and then the daughters of, and it goes through all this. And it's this group of people trying to find the treasure and to unearth it, to share it with everybody else. And then there's this group that they think wants to steal the treasure, but really they want to destroy it because their idea is that if any new truth comes out or if any new treasure is discovered and it's in this place, it'll bring up a bunch of questions. It'll bring up people saying we were cheated, our artifacts were stolen. It'll create greed and strife. So it's just better that this be left unfound. So the way to make it unfound is to destroy it. Now, the story set that this young lady and her friends are looking for it because of her father, who supposedly is dead, and her mother believed in this treasure, and they were looking for it. Well, as you go through, you find out the dad is, the dad is not dead. And they finally get together, and they're looking. And what I want to bring to you is the very end of the story. They found the treasure, as I said, surprise, no surprise at all. You knew this is about finding a treasure, so they're going to find it. And another no surprise, if they're going to have season two at the very end, they find there's another treasure to go find. But the point was, as they found this treasure, this one girl was given credit. No, you did this. And she said, no, we did this as a team. I couldn't have done it by myself. And her father said, that is the problem. I tried to do it myself all that time ago, and I needed others to help me. And I really think that's a problem today. We're kind of going the other side of the pendulum from where we've been. Used to, there was a lot of talk about individualism and individual responsibility and individual accomplishment. But, you know, then it came into the political realm. They're like, President Obama said, well, nobody's done anything by themselves, and they didn't do it. Well, to an extent, he was right, and that may make you mad for me to say that, but he was. 
nobody ever totally does anything by themselves. But yet, individuals, if it were not for their persistence, for their vision, for their risk-taking, there wouldn't have been an opportunity for others to help them to get there. So right there you can see there's a combination here that even while you believe maybe that you didn't do it all yourself and you had help and you, like a man that builds a big company, well, he has workers and those workers deserve part of it because he had the vision, he came up with the product, but they helped create it. But the point is they both needed each other. Because if the man hadn't come up with the idea, there'd have been no factory, there'd have been no job. And he took all the risk at first, the risk to get the money, to put his own money into it sometimes, and to go out to it. But yet, if he just put money into it, he couldn't do all the parts of the job himself, from creating it, manufacturing it, marketing it, selling it, all of that. He needed people to help him. And we need to understand that. But we also need to understand Each of us needs to do our part according to our talents and our abilities and our aptitudes. Not everybody is a big thinker, big creator, big idea person. And not everybody is a person that can take those big thoughts and those big ideals and bring them into reality. And then those people that bring them into reality aren't the people to keep them sustained. And so we have created a world where we get jealous of everyone and we think one's more important than the other. I'll use an illustration of when I was working at my other county and we had the courthouse system where there were deputies and we had the street where there were deputies and we had the jail where there were a few deputies, mostly detention officers, and they would all get mad at each other sometimes. But the real truth is If there was no court to take the people that broke the law to, there would be no reason for the deputies in the field to catch them. And if there was no place to keep them until they went to court to find out if they were innocent or guilty, there would be no need to catch them or prosecute them because you don't have a place to keep them into that time. Or after they've been prosecuted and found guilty, if there's no prison, there's no place to put them. So in reality, they all needed each other. They needed the deputies that would arrest people. They needed a place to hold them till they could find out if they were guilty or not. And they had to have that place to try them. And then, of course, a prison after that, or they got out to the street. But the point is, they needed a team. Now, if you want to use a picture from the Bible, God talks about our body. Our body has different systems and parts, and they do different things. Our hands would not be very good without nerves. Our nerves would not do any good without our brain sending signals to the nerves, to our hands and to our feet so that we could walk, or to our mouth so that we could talk. What I'm trying to get to you is, it's not a village, and it's not a rugged individualism. It's an individual living within a village. It takes all of us to do this. The last illustration that I'll give you as I close this out was, you might have heard Hooked on Phonics, and you've heard about sight reading. Well, they had this big argument that those that would read by sight could learn to read faster and better. But those that learned to read by phonics and sound out the words and understand the words would have a greater comprehension. And this argument went back and forth for many years, but you know what they finally decided? 
the best readers were those that did both. They read by sight, and they knew the phonetic pronunciation and sounding out of the words. Again, it wasn't one or the other. And I think too many times in this life, we live too much in a realm of it has to be one way or another. And so would you this week kind of forget about that and really start thinking about the fact, where is it that you need to be individually responsible while in a cooperative effort with other people? If you think about that and you decide to do that and you follow through with that, I think you'll find your life more fulfilling. After all, again, to use a reference from my faith, Jesus very clearly states in Scripture and throughout the whole Bible that we were created for relationship. And that relationship extends to every area, to what we accomplish, to how good our life is. We need each other. But it begins with us as individuals being our best in order that we can be the best with those around us. Blessing, protection, and favor. Until next time.